So, uh, because of the timing today, Rishchaydish, I, I didn't give the share this morning by Mori Stiebel, so I'm going to maybe record this one. Yeah, I'm going rec- to record it, and maybe uh, we'll post it on the, uh, the Mori Stiebel podcast. What? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Alright, so I wanted to share this week... Um, hey, I wanted to share this week something from Rav Hirsch, and... So it's it's a it's a it's a piece. It's not a, it's not it's not the typical piece. This is a piece which is I would say more uh, shot in the pasuk, more like a lamdish piece. It's a it's a very interesting piece. It's not like a it's not the, a time ha mitzvahs machshava um, kind of piece. A little bit different, but it, it shows. I think uh, it's, it's a beautiful shot in the pasuk. First of all, it's it rings like a, like an emesip shot, and uh, and it, there is an important lesson I think that comes out of it as well. That I want to uh, that I want to share with you. So the pasuk says like this. Right. So the pasuk says like this. Right. So if you find in your midst, a man or a woman that uh, violated against Hashem's bris. What did he do? Vayelech, he went, Vayavadil hemacher. He served another god. Vayishtachel, and he bowed down to them. Vayashem asher leireach, elichotzav hashemayim asher leisivisi. And he bowed down to the sun, the moon, or any of the hosts of the heavens that Hashem did not command. So what's the halacha? Vahugad l'chavishamata, you find that it's true. Vayitzaysa, sashewa, 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 uskatem b'avadu v'mesa. Alright, they get skila. This is a pasuk of Avadizara. The Raven of Avadizara gets skila. Okay, clear enough. Now, the puzzle says like this. It says, what did the person do? Right? It says, He served a foreign god, a zara. He bowed down to them. Or to the sun. Or to the moon. Or to any of the, the, the stars, the planets, the tzavah Then it says three important words. Asher light sivisi. That I did not command. What does that mean? Hashem, you bow down to the sun, the moon, and the stars that I did not command. So Rashi says one word. What? Yeah, okay. Look, take it one step at a time. One step at a time. One step at a time. So Rashi adds the words la'avdam. Hashem saying, Hashem says, I did not command you to serve them. Right? The balance of the moon. So Hashem didn't command you to serve them. Right now, in the fancy Rashi's, they say Ayin Gemara Megillah, as if this is the Makar for Rashi. Right? What does the Gemara Megillah say? So the famous story in the Gemara Megillah with Tamei Hamelach. So the story is Tamei Hamelach tells the seventy Zakanim, write for me in Teres Moshe. They bring them into the side room, and the seventy Zakanim, each one in a separate room, and he says, write the Torah for me. Right? And, uh, and uh, the big nace happens and they were all, they had to make certain changes for each one had their own reasons. Some political, a lot of them had to do with the Kvira, we didn't want to make the Goyim have any mistakes. They added certain words to the Torah and what do you know, tremendous nace, that all 70 were Mechavan to exactly the same. And that was again, he was obviously testing them by putting them in separate rooms, right? Alright, I have a theory that, alright, I'm going to talk about my theory later. Talk about time. your theory. I'm being recorded, I can't talk about my theory about the story. The story, by the way, is quoted in Josephus, it's a very well-known story. The, 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 the Latin translation, the, the Greek translation of the Bible, to this day, is called the Septuaginta, right? The Septuagint means 70, right? It's referred to the Targum Hashivim, right? The translation of the 70, referring to, uh, referring to, to this story, Pashas, right? Now... 
Now, so in, in the story of Tamei HaMelech, they made a bunch of changes. So the most famous one, right? The Bereshis Bar Elikim, right? The Greeks are going to think that Bereshis is the name of a god, right? And he Bar Elikim, he created Elikim, he created God. The god Bereshis created our god, so they changed it to Elikim Bar Bereshis. Okay, right? Another example, it says, Vayichal Elikim Bayem Ashishi, Right? So the Torah says, Hashem finished the work on the seventh day and he rested. But I mean, he finished on the seventh day. It means he worked on the seventh day if he finished on the seventh day. Sounds like, right? So, uh, so what does it say? They changed it to, He finished on the sixth and he rested on the seventh. Right? Now, what's Takah the Pshat? The Torah says, the Gemara says, Shabbos Menucha, Hashem created Menucha. Okay, different uh, different shots over there. Another example, it says that uh, that that uh, that uh, that Sarah when she laughed when she heard that Yitzchak was being born, but Titzchak Sarah bekirba, right? She laughed, right? And Hashem seems to be getting upset at Sarah. Lama zetzachak Sarah. The question is, the problem is at the end of Lech Lecha, Avram Avinu also left. But Titzchak Avram left. Right? Yeah, Yitzchak, Yitzchak is called Yitzchak because of the laughter. So that's a different question. What was wrong with laughing? Seems like Yitzchak was all about the laughing. Okay, some other time. But so they changed it. But wait a minute. It's, it sounds like a little uh, sexist over here, right? Avram Avinu, Hashem had no problem with. But when Sarah laughs, all of a sudden, Hashem gets all upset. Right? It's a uh, sexism. Right? So they changed it to, but Titzchak Sarah, not Bekirba, but Bekroiveha. She laughed amongst her relatives. She laughed amongst the relatives and therefore Sarah was a problem because she made a whole public stink and she was like laughing with a lot of other people whereas Avram kept it to himself. One of the other ones that they changed is this passage. What? That's the Gemara by the Tamei HaMelech. There's a Kena by Tamei HaMelech. They, they made some changes when they translated the Torah. What? Arneves they changed because the wife of Tamei the Gemara says name was Arneves. Right? Okay. My, my theory is, is that they didn't translate the Torah. The Torah, they wrote it in Lush and Kaidish, Not a translation. Right? A lot of these things don't really make sense if it was a translation. Right? They wrote Bekirba and Bekreveha. You tell me in Greek also, the words Bekirba and Bekreveha are the same? Right? What do you mean Bekreveha? It's a play on the word Bekirba, but like... Wrote in Hebrew. Now the Gemara there says that the reason why that we could that we could allow the Torah to be written in Yavanis clearly it's Yavanis but again I think the Peshat is they wrote it in Lush and Kaidish for the Yavanim and therefore the Yavanim you know they uh, but they wrote it in Lush and Kaidish what? they got someone else to translate it I don't know they wanted an accurate text to then get translated right? Tysus already asked this Tysus is bothered it says Bereshus barely came right? so they're going to think that Bereshus was a god what do you mean? They're not going to write the word Bereshus. They're going to write in the beginning. <laughs> they're going to write in the beginning. Right? So Taisa's so answer is, okay, because they, they assume that the beginning of the book is going to be, uh, is, is always, a, the, the book of religion is going to start with the name of the God. So they'll think that there was a God named in the beginning, whatever that word is in Greek. Okay, listen, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a discussion. Okay, we'll get for some other time. Blakopanim, one of the things they change is, Asher Loit Sivisi. It says, you bow down to the sun, the moon, and the stars. Asher Loit Sivisi. Right? When they changed it, they added a word. Like exactly what Rashi says here in this Pasha. Why? Because sounds like that the sun, the moon, and the stars, that Hashem did not command what? Hashem did not command them to exist. That they came into existence independently and they have their own independent power. That they would have read the sun, the moon, and the stars that I did not command. What does that mean? That Hashem is saying, that Hashem is acknowledging and admitting 
Oops, that I did not command them to be in existence, and they are independent gods. That's what it's going to sound like Hashem is saying. Hey, don't bow down to those guys. They're, those guys are their own independent power, chas v'shol. Ah, leitzivisi, right? I didn't command them to exist. So they wanted to prevent that mistake, so they added the words, asher leitzivisi le'ovdom, that I did not command you to serve them. That's what it's saying. And that's why Rashi lives, put on the puzzle here, leitzivisi le'ovdom. Now, the, 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 the problem is the following. The problem is, is that, you know, like imagine I tell you, you know, you're not allowed to murder. Well, why not? Because well, I, I never told you to murder. No. <laughs> the problem of Avayda Zohar isn't that Hashem didn't command you to serve it. It's that He commanded you not to serve it. Right? Don't bet your ballot to the Son of the Stars that I didn't command you to serve. Yeah, no kidding. You told us very clearly not to serve them. It's not just that you didn't. Yeah, it's true. Hashem didn't command, Hashem didn't command you to eat treif. Hashem didn't command you to murder. Hashem didn't command you to steal. Right? But it's a lot more than that. The reason why you don't do it, the reason why you get punished, is because Hashem commanded you not to. What? So the whole, yeah, what's the Pshat on the Pasuk, according to Rai? So what's going on over here? Yeah? So, so that's the Kasha. Right? The Rishonim already asked this. Um, I've got, I, I was trying to look up which one of the Rishonim actually asks it. I, I thought it was in the Makroi Skados, one of the Rishonim there, Ibn Ezra, Rashbam, but I didn't find it. But it's, it's, it is in one of the Rishonim. But I actually saw Ramayisha Feinstein actually says the same Pshat. And Rafersh Bavarns is Pshat. And he says like this, they all say the same idea. Right? And that is based on a famous, very famous Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Havayi Right, The Rambam before a few different series of halachas, Havayi and also before um, um, Kedushin. And this time said this Kedushin, he gives, a, he gives like a hakdama, a historical overview of the halacha, right? By Kedushin, he talks about how we used to work with marriage, a guy meets a girl, let's be married, you know, and then they're divorced. He gives a hakdama. The same thing over here by... Avodah He gives a haktama to how Avodah developed. Because Avodah if you read through Navi, was, was extremely common. It was very prevalent. You read through the Torah, right? Avodah the Hamacherim, something which is, exists like it was ubiquitous. How does such a stupid thing come to be? It makes no freaking sense, right? It makes no sense. I mean, the sun and the moon and the stars, here, maybe it makes sense. But that you should bow down to an Eitzvah Evan, Kesef, Zahav, Asher Imam, it makes no sense. It push it, it it's, it's beyond belief. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. So Chazal attributes this to the Dar Enish, right? So uh, the Rambam writes about this. Right? Very famous Rambam. They made a very big mistake. What was the mistake? He says, uh, he says like this. Right? The Chachmam of the Chacham of the Dar caused this mistake. He says Enosh himself was also one of the people that made the mistake. The Rambam, I guess he learns up the Chazals that it wasn't only the days of Enosh, but it was actually Enosh himself was involved. Okay, what was the mistake? He said, look, Hashem created the stars. The Galgalim and the planets, right? And the, uh, and the constellations and the movement. To rule the world. Hashem put them in the sky. Great cover to them, right? Hashem could have done a lot of different things with the, to make the stars and the shine. Hashem made a very clearly powerful, prominent features up there in Shemayim. These tremendous kachavim and the mazalas and the planets. And the, Hashem very clearly put these up there. And they serve the planet, right? They, this is what the sun, it gives us energy, it gives us light, the movement, the tide, the, the gravity, all these things, right? These are servants of God. They're serving God up there in Shemayim, right? They're doing God's will. It is right to praise them and to exalt them, them covet, and to give them covet. Right? Look at these. These are God's uh, things. This is what Hashem wants. To give covet and to exalt 
things that Hashem himself made, gave cover to. Hashem made the sun the most important thing in the planet, right? So we should also make it the most important thing. <laughs> Just like a king wants you to be, uh, treat his avadim with respect, right? His, uh, his, uh, his cabinet. <laughs> this is the covet of the melech, right? So this is what the Rebbein Shalom wants. So once this started, so they started building, you know, you know, uh, temples for the stars, and they started bringing kabbalists to the stars and praising them, and that's how the Zara started. And uh, and then you know, uh, so originally, like this says, they knew the original, right? They don't think this is the God. The star is the God, right? Right? It's that they knew that it was their Banisham, right? He says, They think this is what Hashem wants. And then he says, then the time comes along, and then the great son of Sheker, and they said, okay, it's specifically this star, and then this star, and then they started making pictures of stars, and they started serving little pieces of wood and trinkets and this, that, until it just descended into complete bilbul and chaos and avaydazar. That's the Ramah says. This was the history of Avodah Zarah. Started off with a very, very. That's how he learns Pshat in the pasuk. It says, um, it says, "Mila Yerachem El Chagayim Ki L'Chaya Asa Ki B'Chol Chachamayim Akhom Achusa Me'Ein Kamaycha Uva'Achas Yivar V'Yichsilu Moser Havelam Eitzu." Right? They all know your God, and then then it talks about Avodah Zarah. They knew that it was God. He's saying they knew that they're Banishal, but they said, "All right, this is uh, this is what Hashem wants." And then again, the entire thing progresses until you get to right. So Avodah Zarah turns out, according to at least the Rambam, is very silly, right? It's silly, but it's, it started off as an innocent mistake, which uh, made its way down. Uh, okay, so Zak to be shining and Zak to the pasuk that you bow down to the sun, the moon, and the stars. Zak to Hashem, I did not command you to serve them. Right? You think that I commanded you to serve them. You think that I want you to serve them. Zak Tashem, no. Don't serve them. That's Avaidah Zara. You think I wanted you to? Light Tzivisi. Right? That's the Pshat and the Pasuk. I did not command you to serve them. Right? Don't, don't think that I commanded you to serve them. I did not command you to serve them. Azai Zakt, many, many people Pshat and this Pasuk. Okay. Now, so the problem, the problem with this Pshat and the Pasuk of Hirsch says is, the Kasher of Hirsch has is, is the following. What would you say the halacha is if a person serves Avaidah Zara like Enosh? So you're, you're Enosh, right? You're Enosh, and you say, oh, Hashem wants us to serve the star, so you bring a carbon, right? I was speaking to a friend of mine, Maimon, you know, he, uh, he spoke here a few times. He put out the, the, the Pirish and Chumash of Ramban and Rambam. He's a, a tremendous person. So he told me, he said that, uh, he, says, he says that when you, when you serve Avaidah Zara, there's two ways that you can be over on Avaidah Zara, right? That you chayev for Avaidah Zara. There's the Dalar Avaidis, right? The four Avaidis that you do for the Rabbi Shalom, right? If you do that uh, for, for the Avaidis, right? The, the, you're over, right? The way you serve Hashem with Kabbalists, with the Shtachavaya, these are the Dalar Avaidis, that you're going to be Chav. That you're going to be, uh, you're going to get the, you're going to get the Skila, right? Arba Avaidis, right? Um, where's that Dalar Avaidis over here? Um... Yeah, bowing, being zeveach, being makter, being menasech. Right? Those are the dalar avaydas that if you do them, and then if you serve the avaydazara in any of the ways that that specific avaydazara is served. Right? So there was the makulas avaydazara, which was like you used to throw a rock at it. The malpa'ar, you take a dump, you know, whatever it is, right? You, you defecate over it, right? So there's the dalar avaydas, no matter what. 
Yeah, right? Whatever the avoid that we do for serve the Rabbi Shalom, we bow to him, we bring Kabbalists to him. If you do that forever, the Zara Yechayev. And then, the way that it's served. But if you go ahead and you, you defecate over Markulis, right, you're not Chayev. You only have to do a derech avoid of that avoid desire. So he says that this says this is the price. He says what's the avoid desire started that they thought that this is what the Baruch Hashem wants, and so they would serve these avoid They would serve the stars the way they would serve Hashem. So it says they built the heichal, they built mamish, and so the dalar avoidus, right? That's the that was the right. And then the other way is derech avidasa, because later on when all the priests came along and said, oh, this is avoid desire. You got to do this. You got to do this. That's the other way. Uh, okay, very good. The problem is, what if you go ahead and did Avodah Zarah Kedar right? So you write ahead right now today, you say, I know there's a Rebbein Shom, he created the world, but B'stama Hashem wants me to serve the stars. Hashem wants me to bring Kabbalists to the stars. Hashem gave us such covet, I'm also going to give it covet. What's the Allah? You chayv skila? It's Aser, certainly Aser. Certainly Aser, right? Certainly Aser. Are you chayv skila? What? <laughs> All right. Yeah, by the way, and, and by the way, the Balam Achshav, what was the mistake of Enish, right? Why was it taka mistake? L'chayr, it's a very good svara, right? It's a good svara, right? You should taka, right? you know, you, you talk about thank, praising Hashem, Shar Bechin and the Chavazos, you were busy talking about the sun all day, right? We were busy, you know, praising Hashem's world, Marabu Masacha, <coughs> right? Is that Avay Dezara? No, you let it, you let it, what? Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, yeah, right? Not Avay Dezara, right? What was the mistake of Enish? It's, it's a good question. What? Yeah, that's, that's a different thing. Right? So in other words, so in other words, it's it's Avaidazara. Again, this is a it's a it's a it's a it's a sugya here, right? But in other words, to serve them as independent, even though you believe in God, but to serve as you you can recognize something as being, you know, a creation of Hashem, but you have to praise Hashem. You're never gonna be praising it. You never praise the sun. You're praising the Rabbi Shalom for creating the sun, and you look at the sun and see how amazing it is to praise the Rabbi Shalom. But over here, it's like they're, they're serving these things directly. That was a problem. Bagamano, are you chayv skila? Because why you chayv? Because you don't believe that this is an avaydazara. You, you don't think that it's a god. You're not accepting it upon yourself as a god, right? So, so the, the, now the truth is that there's a there's a sugya mesachtas Sanhedrin. It's the Gemara says if you over avaydazara, make ava umiyira. What happens if a person serves avaydazara from ava or yira? So according to Abai, is chayv. According to Rava, it depends. If he's kibble alav kelika, if he accepts it upon himself as a god, then he's chayiv. If not, then he's potter. That's what the, that's what it says. So what does this mean that you're avodah may ava umiyira? So the Rambam learns that it means because you love the avodah or because you're afraid that it's going to hurt you. You don't think it's a god, but you uh, you know you either love it. I don't know. It looks so pretty. I don't know. Or you or you're scared of it, right? Then you're uh, so so according to Rava, right? If you only if you're makabla kelika, right? Most of the other Rishonim argue. They say no. Avamir means you you love a person or you're afraid of a person, right? So again, according to Rava, we paskin like Rava. If you're not makabal kelika, then you're not then you're putter from skila. It's aser for sure, but you're putter. So this would seem to be an example of of not being makabal kelika. You're doing it because you love Hashem. I don't know what you're doing it for, right? So so maybe in such a case, pashas you want to get skila. Now there is a lushan. Of the Kesef Mishnah, which seems to imply maybe you would get skila. It's not exactly clear how to learn it. The first says Ayin Sham, but he refers assumes that Pashtus, if you're Enosh, it's wrong what you did. It's a big mistake, and it led to the terrible, terrible thousands of years of Avodah Zarah. But ultimately, you're not going to get skila if you don't think that the sun and the moon and the stars are independent entities. If you don't think that they're power, that they're gods, then you're not Pashtus. You're not going to be Chayiv Skila, 
Right? So how can this be shot in the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, I did not command you to serve them. You think it's a misfit to serve them. You believe in God, but you think that I, Hashem, want you to serve them. No, I did not command you to serve them. Zak the Pasuk, you give the guy skila. So if we're talking about, if the Pasuk is talking about a guy who makes the mistake of Enosh, and, and who said he got skila? Maybe the Pashas, he wouldn't get skila. Right? This is a ha'ar from a person. This is Pshat in the Pasuk. To learn the Pshat, if the Pshat is that you're being a fukemi darenosh, then he, Rav Hirsch says that Pashas, you would not get skila. Right? Because again, you believe in God. You believe in God. You're not allowed to do it. Hashem says, don't bow down to the sun. But ultimately, if you believe in God, then uh, Pashas, we pass, and that you would not get, you would not be chayv misa. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's Rav Hirsch's Kasha on this Pshat. So Rav Hirsch says, he says an amazing thing. He says, you know what the Pshat and the Pasuk is? Asholei Tzivisi. You bow to the sun and moon and the stars, says Hashem, that I did not command them to exist. Right? You, Hashem is saying, I did not command the sun, the moon, and the stars to exist. Not that Chas Hashem is saying that I did not command the sun, the moon, and the stars to exist. But that the person that serves the Avoy Zara said, Asholei Tzivisi. The person that served the Avoy Zara said, that Hashem did not command them to exist. Hashem is saying, the guy bowed down to Avodah Zarah, or Hashem is saying, and how did he bow down to it? Not like Enosh, just the exact opposite. Not that he thought that I believe in God, but Hashem wants me to serve the sun. No, he served them by saying that Hashem did not command the sun and the moon and the stars to exist. If he didn't like Enosh, he wouldn't get skila. But it's the exact opposite. He said, the sun, moon, and the stars, Hashem was light sivisi. Hashem did not command them to exist. And that's when you get skila. Mamish pumfakert. Right? What? Not going like Rashi. Not going like Rashi. Yeah, not saying like Rashi. Right? So in other words, Hashem is saying that the guy served it by saying, and Hashem is talking in the first person, that I did not command them to exist. In other words, that that is what the person doing that by the Zara says. Right? So if you serve that by the Zara and you don't think and you say Hashem wants them to exist, you're not gonna get skila. But if you say Asher Light C V C Shayyu, I did not gonna do this, that's when you get skila. So I've heard an amazing thing. An amazing thing. Right? The Gemara Megillah says by Talmud Hamelach, they added the words la of them, right? If you look at most of the examples, not all, but most of the examples in the case of Tamai where they change things, they changed it to the wrong pshat. The right pshat was the way it was. Right? It says, Hashem rested on the seventh day. Hashem created the concept of Menucha. They changed it to because the Greeks wouldn't fashtay the concept. So they changed it to the wrong pshat. Right? It says, Nasa Adam. They changed it to Esa Adam. But Hashem said, Nasa. All right, he's talking to the Malachim, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It says that Yaakov is cursing Hashem and Levi. Kiba Apam Hargu Ish. Right? In their anger, they killed a man. They changed it to Kiba Apam Hargu Shar. They don't want to think, oh, Yaakov is cursing them out that they killed people. So they changed it to, uh, that they killed the Shur. <laughs> Yaakov said Ish. They're changing the Pshat to what is, to not the right Pshat. Right? That it's not the right Pshat. Right? Why? Because the, the Greeks didn't understand it. So he says, that that's a raya, it's a good smach, that the real Pshat is Asher Leitzivisi Shayiyu. They changed it to Leitzivisi Laavdam, but that's not the right Pshat. Right? We can't take the Tamaya Melech, you know, uh, uh, censorship and say that that's the pshat, because most of those cases, it's actually not the right pshat. So he says, so pashtus, the right pshat is the mistake that they made. Now they would have read it, that Hashem is admitting, ha ha, I didn't create, I didn't, I didn't want them to exist. 
But really, the pshat is that Hashem is saying that this is what the guy that did the Avay Dezar is saying, that I did not want them to exist. And again, so the, the, the Gemara Megillah is a raya, because again, like most of the cases in the Gemara Megillah, they change it to something which is not the actual pshat in the Pasuk. They change it because the, the Greeks wouldn't understand. Okay, there's, I think it's a, it's a beautiful pshat in the, in the, in the Pasuk. Again, it's a pshat, it's a... And again, this is a... Hirsch doesn't have tons of these, but there, there are enough of them. You know, the... the Eliomir Klugman, he put out the, the Shemesh Marpe. He put out the... Uh, the Hebrew say from Arsko put it out, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know when Arsko puts out Svarim for some reason. I don't know why they're getting involved in Hebrew Svarim. They charge like 10 times the price of a... You know, but again, they did a nice job. And uh, I can Mayim Beis Hashem also, right? I don't know, they have a few Svarim that they like put out for some strange reason. Um, and they, they charge a lot. The Bar Mitzvah gift edition of the Mayim Beis Hashem. So, uh, what? Yeah, I know, but like, you know, stick to the English books. Um, so, uh, so he says, what? Yeah, right. So, um, so he, he, so he like took a leak with like whenever he found a piece from a Hirsch in different places, it's like on the blot, he like put it in on, through the Mesa. So he has like a Hirsch on Shas, which is really just pulled out from different pieces, you know. So he has a Mesa Megillah, he, he pulls this shot out, and, uh, or maybe is it in the Gemara San Hedrin by Avid of Meira? I don't remember where he put it. But uh, again, this is like a, it's like a Shemak, a Lomashah, you see Rav Hirsch, uh, you see the way he learns, uh, learns of a Pasuk. But, 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 but again, just for just the, the, the point that I think should be obvious is just to get back to the Darenish, right? This famous Rambam over here. Um, Aga, by the way, I should say this. Um, I was yesterday, I went with, um, you know, Nachim Weinstein, he has the Svarm Chatter podcast. So he interviewed this guy that, uh, that was in charge of, a, of an exhibit in the YU Museum on the Rambam. So, uh, so me and Nachim and two other guys, we went down there. Or Moshe Maimon, actually, that's where, that's where he told me this, this, this Vart. Um, and it's, it's amazing. If you have some time, it's, it's not in Bar-Wai, it's not in, it's not in Washington Heights. It's like on 16th, West 16th or something. It's like in the, and it's a small exhibit, it's free. And I mean, right now for the next few weeks, I think they still have, next few days or weeks, they have an actual Mishnah Torah with the Rambam signature. Right? Muga, Mibi, Maishi, Bear, Maimon. I actually saw the Rambam's actual signature because it's loan from Cambridge, I think. It's real? Yeah, yeah, confirmed 100%. What? Yeah, he's yeah. The son of the Rambam, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just a fascinating amount of stuff, different uh, old, old manuscripts from the Rambam himself, and then from just different, uh, they put together very nice. If, you have, uh, if you're in Manhattan, you go down, as well, maybe you call my cigarette, I think it's going, it's going for a while, but uh, there, there, some pieces are going to leave, some yes, yeah, some no. There's like a Rambam there with like a picture of Shabsay Tzvi, there's like, you know, they, what? So there's, there's a guy in Los Angeles that has the collection. Uh, what's his name? You listen to the podcast, listen to the episode, he has a collection, this guy, so it's a private collection, most of it came from his collection. They made this exhibit, but they have pieces from, I think, 12 different museums. There's a piece on loan from Columbia. The, the, the curator of the collection was actually there at the time. What? Who's paying for the exhibit? I don't know how these things work. I don't know. But the curator of the museum was there at the time. He gave us a little private tour. You know, he's, you know, he put it together. He's like, you know, the, uh, yeah. he's like showing like, the Rambam's influence. Like, you know, what? what? I'm not sure, yeah. It's just it's fascinating stuff to see. There's some beautiful illustrated, like beautiful handwritten, beautiful, gorgeous manuscripts of, of the Rambam. Just uh, there was someone that put it, they have uh, from Colombia. This is the piece I love. The entire Mishnah Torah written in, in rhymes. Just like as a way to remember it. The entire Mishnah Torah in poet, poems. Imagine, it's like uh, incredible. Incredible. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Zichru, you know, like the, the yeah. Yeah. There's exhibits about the Rambam, yeah. Like it shows Rambam's influence, like like at the end, it's like a cute, cute little like exhibit of like Rambam and like popular culture, like you know, like mugs and like iPhone uh, cases with the Rambam on it, like a baby onesie with a Rambam. There's yeshiva, Maimonides, hospitals, you know, just like 
Rambam is like this. Uh, it's like the Kubalim take credit for the Rambam, like a picture of Rambam and Rajbi. It's just like very, very fascinating. Uh, anyways, I highly, highly recommend the exhibit if you. Yeah, it's a schlep to Manhattan, but uh, if you're there, anyways. But just this last point, just this Rambam in Hilchas Avedizara about you know, it's it's uh, Rav Alabiansky talks about this a lot. Um, you know, the idea that you know. What's right and what's good is what the Rebbe Hashem wants. Yes, the Rebbe Hashem gave us an intellect so we can use our brains and we could extrapolate and we could come up with things. But ultimately, right, the source of what's right and wrong and morality comes from the Rebbe Hashem himself, right? And and if the Rebbe Hashem says that something is good, it's good, and something is bad, it's bad. And you have the greatest svaras about what Hashem wants, right? And, and you know they came their form, and we have to do this and shul, otherwise no one's going to be there. Right? We have to do this, we have to do that. What, what the Rebbein Shalom says, it makes a perfect sense, but the Rebbein Shalom says, Skila. Rebbein Shalom says, Avayda Zara. Right? The Rebbein Shalom says, as soon as you start, uh, and then you, you can see what happened, right? You, say, you can see what happens. As soon as you start uh, saying, all right, not just the Rebbein Shalom, it starts stripping other things, well, it, you know, it's, a, it's a very slippery slope until we're, we're bowing down to little chachkas. But, uh, but, you know, and, and whether we understand it or not, whether we understand it or not, you know, the Rebbein Shalom says what's right and wrong, what's good and bad. The Eitz Hadas Toivarah, the Rebbein says, right, is that it's Hashem Seifu, that, uh, you know, this is, what, this is how Adam was supposed to learn what's right and wrong. This is a beautiful, delicious fruit, but the Rebbein Shalom said, don't eat it. And that's what's wrong. That's what's Ra. What's Ra is not what, what tastes bad. Ra is not what makes you sick. Right? Ra is what the Rebbein Shalom says is bad. And the Rebbein Shalom says that I want you to serve me and me alone, and uh, you have the most sublime and wonderful excuses in the world. And yes, I love Hashem, I serve Hashem, but Hashem also wants me to, to believe, like you said, right? The old Avay desires that you pick up. Yes, I love and believe Hashem, thank you Hashem, but Hashem also wants me to go here and do this and do that. Again, you know, uh, and, and uh, again, where it's not us, or it's not us. I'm not here to create Isurim to go to, to Uman Rosh Hashanah. Although, I don't know, is this year, is it Uman, is it opening this year? I don't know. Uh, always, always. It is open? People are going more this than that. <laughs> real Uman guy doesn't care about yeah. You know why? Because this is like, because <coughs> they want to feel like they're, they're suffering for it, like the olden days, like the old breast of the Yidin when it was taka sacrifice to go, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, this is where you earn it. What? Yeah, save it in New York. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shkaya, thank you very much. Shabbos.